Welcome to Dr. Karen Health Talks. I'm Dr. Karen, and today we're going to talk about solving the food sensitivity puzzle. I can't tell you how often I hear people say that they've suffered recurrent gastrointestinal distress or they have skin rashes and nobody can figure out what is wrong and they go to doctor after doctor lots of testing and still nothing only to discover that it was the food they were eating that was giving them some of these problems unexplained problems so I'm going to talk today about food sensitivities and just some of the practical ways that you can discover if this might be causing some of your ongoing medical symptoms. And remember, this is not a medical diagnosis show. This is really a health education show to bring to you topics that maybe you hadn't considered and you can be an even better consumer so that you can go and ask great questions and perhaps be a better partner in your healthcare. So it is amazing that it's estimated that about 30% of Americans have experienced some kind of food sensitivity in their lifetime. The most common food sensitivity is non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Non-celiac because it's not like you have a, an allergy, it's, you can't eat any kind of gluten, it's that your body reacts to gluten. So it's called non-celiac gluten sensitivity. That probably would be the most common, but then other common sensitivities are, are dairy, which probably doesn't surprise you, nightshade vegetables and, and certain processed foods. So that's a pretty high percentage. 30% of Americans experience some kind of food sensitivity during their lifetime. Now, some of the symptoms that can show up are the most obvious, which is gastrointestinal upset, but also skin problems because your skin is the largest organ of the body. And that might be your first indication, just recurrent skin rashes that don't seem to be related to anything or have been worked up by a dermatologist even, and nobody's really asked about your diet. But skin rashes are very common sign of food sensitivity and then some other health problems that might surprise you a little more which is fatigue and mood issues mood swings even anxiety and migraines so research has been done enormously on food sensitivity and the sensitivity to certain foods can also increase symptoms of any autoimmune condition. So an autoimmune condition, which is when your immune system is working overtime. So if you have rheumatoid arthritis or asthma or other diseases that are considered autoimmune, and there are over 80 in that class, then food sensitivities can exacerbate those conditions. So there's many reasons for us to talk about this. So first, everybody asks me, how do I discover if there's a if I have a food sensitivity. And I often hesitate to talk about testing because personally, I think one of the best things you can do is to do your own elimination diet. I call it the DIY process. So more about that in a little bit. But often symptoms of food sensitivity manifest 
hours, days, or even weeks after ingesting a food. So it can be really hard to really pinpoint exactly. It makes it really difficult to find that offending food. And then the the symptoms can be so varied in people from diarrhea to bloating to acid reflux, abdominal pain, rashes as we've talked about, headaches, runny nose, sinus issues, fatigue, very varied. So my biggest suggestion is for you to do what I call a DIY 30-day elimination, where you eliminate the most commonly associated sensitivities, such as foods that have gluten, foods that have dairy, nightshade vegetables. And what you do is you eliminate these foods, and I suggest one at a time, you eliminate them completely for 30 days. You just stop eating. Let's just talk about gluten. So you eliminate all foods with gluten for 30 days, which, by the way, can help you in so many other ways. It's actually a really good little experiment to do. And for 30 days, you'll stop eating any foods with gluten. And then you slowly reintroduce these potentially problematic foods. So for a short time, slowly over two or three days, and if you have any kind of negative reaction, so if the headache comes on or the diarrhea comes on or the skin rash, whatever that is that's that symptom that has been nagging, then you can pinpoint that's the food. So that's what you do slowly, eliminating one food at a time. You can also do a highly sensitive blood test. Now, functional medical doctors do this, and what this is doing is it's measuring your reaction or your immunoglobulin, we call IgG antibodies, in your blood to various foods. And I've actually had this test done, and it is uh, very interesting to see what foods are in the red zone, the orange zone, the green zone, and I'm sure many of you listening have had this done as well. And What I found is oftentimes we are sensitive to foods that we eat a lot of. So my husband comes from Maryland, and this is the land of crabs and corn. And of course, what would he be most sensitive to in his highly sensitive blood test is crabs and corn. (laughs) He ate a lot of those in his life. So it's interesting to uh, do that test. It can be somewhat expensive. So just giving you a heads up about that, that's why I suggest the elimination as well. So as well as doing the elimination diet and just kind of watching symptoms and knowing about symptoms, it can be so varied when it comes to solving the puzzle of food sensitivity. There are also supplements that I highly recommend because searching out and eliminating foods that cause the symptoms is a very good first step But according to a lot of research, these food sensitivities have probably already damaged your gastrointestinal tract over time. Now, you've probably heard me talk about leaky gut, and food sensitivities certainly lead to leaky gut. Now, leaky gut is caused when your small intestine barrier, called the the interstitial barrier gets disturbed by inflammation because that's what happens when we have food sensitivities. We get inflammation and those little barriers widen and it lets things into our bloodstream that we don't want in our bloodstream, which can set up an autoimmune reaction. It can set up headaches and it actually can be quite likely cause of 
These food sensitivity issues, the leaky gut, is very much linked to the symptoms that we're talking about, headaches, fatigue, joint pain, skin rashes. The symptoms of leaky gut are very varied and can be very specific for an individual, but not so specific for whole populations. So we want to maintain the integrity of that intestinal barrier. So the big thing I recommend you take are probiotics, even before you do any of this elimination diet. In fact, if you've heard me before, you know I speak about the importance of everybody taking a probiotic. It's as important as a multi-antioxidant and mineral because the lack of bacterial diversity in the gut, which so much of us suffer from because of stress and leaky gut and emotional issues and environmental pollutants and on and on I go, our bacterial diversity has been compromised. And this has very much been linked to food sensitivity. So it's a chicken or egg story. So is it our lack of bacterial diversity that's causing food sensitivities? Or is it the food sensitivities that are interfering with the bacterial diversity? And my answer is, it's both. In my opinion, we all have some degree of leaky gut. So taking a probiotic is so important, folks. I have said this over and over, and it's so easy to pop that probiotic. Yes, you can take probiotic foods, and of course, yes, you're eating whole and healthy, but you also need to supplement with a good, high-quality probiotic. So you want a, a probiotic that has a variety of species, And if you're predisposed to food sensitivities, don't just settle for one strain of probiotic bacteria. Definitely research has shown that supplementing with a multi-strain probiotic can certainly help with your bacterial diversity and help with your microbiome. And these probiotics work in several additional ways. They certainly can reduce the damage caused by food sensitivity. They can help with that leaky gut. They can moderate the immune response that is happening from these trigger foods and bolstering your beneficial bacteria. Don't you love that term? Bolstering your beneficial bacteria. I love how words flow together. Uh, Can also reduce the damage by crowding out pathogenic bacteria. So pathogenic meaning bacteria that are creating distress and reducing your intestinal inflammation. So the probiotic is an important piece of solving the food sensitivity puzzle. So I hope you're you're a little more informed about food sensitivities, how they show up, how you discover them, what you can do about them, the DIY elimination diet, and of course, the very important topic of taking your daily probiotic. And you can certainly go to my website, drkarenwolf.org, and under nutritional supplements, I share with you the ones that I recommend and I personally take. And I hope this information has been helpful to you. Remember to share this with people that you love, because a lot of people don't think about food sensitivities when they're looking at symptoms in their body that are somewhat difficult to decipher. So I love bringing these topics to you and having this conversation. I love hearing from you. You can always email me at email at drkarenwolf.org. Until next time, this is Dr. Karen saying bye for now and take care of yourself.